Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it, again. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have quite a bit to discuss. Okay, there's been a lot of things going on with the New York Jets. The trade deadline has come and passed, and uh, Jets didn't make any big moves. All right, we're going to be discussing that. Jets have signed somebody, though, signing offensive lineman to help out. Roger Saffold, we've got Dwayne Brown coming back into the fold. He's uh, been practicing. He's been at practice. We're going to discuss that as well. We're also going to be talking about the Jets' upcoming game against the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night. Whoa, that's going to be one. <laughs> it's going to be a tough team, a really tough team we got coming up, so we're going to be discussing that. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy's also on iTunes as well. Go on over to iTunes, okay? Go on over to iTunes, The Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to the podcast on there, okay? Subscribe there. Leave your boy a five-star rating, and let me know what you folks think. Leave me some feedback. That helps get the show out there, and I appreciate everyone that does that, okay? Your boy's also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay, at the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead. Follow your boy. I'll follow you right back. We can get to talking. I love going back and forth with people about this Jets football team, okay? And also, for those of you that do not know, some people kind of stumble into my YouTube and my live shows that I do here on YouTube. You know, salute to everyone that listens to me on Blog Talk Radio, Blog Talk Radio backslash Long Beach Joe Show. Some people, you know, catch the show uh, via iTunes as well. Again, I just spoke about the iTunes, the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Again, you know, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And they, they kind of get stunned when they see that, hey, he does this show live. Yes, I'm live, baby. You know, salutes and respect to all the ladies as well out there that say, hey, Joe, you look good. All right, you're attractive. We love the show. We love the takes, but you're looking good. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you, okay? I'm not an arrogant guy. I'm just a regular person out here working with what I got, all right? So we have a lot of fun. Come on over to YouTube. Type in, when you come to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right? Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also, give the videos a thumbs up. All right? Share them across your social media with your friends and your family. And, again, comment. Talk to me and I'll talk back. All right? But keep in mind, when you come over here, (laughs) you're going to have to deal with some people. All right? They're called the savages, man. All right, I called my chat the savages. You want to know why? Because they're savage. Listen, they don't care. They'll get after everybody. Okay, nobody's safe. Not even me. All right, not even me. I'm not even safe. Okay, if they don't like your take. They don't like what you bring to the table. They will let you know. Salutes, Shogun. I see you in the building. He says, "Let's go, Joe." 
Salute and respect to you. Good to see you in the building. Michael as well. Salute. Let's go, Jeff. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to be discussing quite a bit tonight about the New York Jets and things that we have moving and shaking. But before we get to that, everyone knows I love to positively impact my community. And we know we're now in the month of November, and Thanksgiving is coming up. And there's a lot of people out here that, you know, don't know where their next meal is coming from. They're food insecure. And so we're going to bring on, okay, Renee Helvenstein from the Community Food Bank of New Jersey to talk to us quickly about things that they're doing in the community and how they're helping the community, okay? So, Renee, I want to thank you for coming on the Long Beach Joe Show tonight. How are you feeling? Hey, Joe. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, Listen, it's phenomenal to have you on. Absolutely. It's phenomenal to have you on. You folks doing a lot of great things. The Community Food Bank of New Jersey does with the community. Can you touch on who the Community Food Bank of New Jersey serves? Yeah, um, thank you for asking about that. So the Community Food Bank of New Jersey serves all of our neighbors in need who may not know where their next meal is coming from. And that is a diverse group of neighbors that is in every city, every town throughout the state of New Jersey. It's your neighbor, whether you live in an affluent community or a less affluent community. There is, you never know who is struggling because you can't see it, right? So, um, you know, it's, there are more than 725,000 people in the state of New Jersey who may not know where their next meal is coming from. And 175,000 of those are children. Wow. To hear those stats, it makes me so sad. But again, with all the work that you folks are doing there, it's helping to, to fill that void. And like you said, helping to make sure that people are able to get their next meal. Can can you fill us in on your turkey drive and check out hunger initiatives? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely that time of year, right? The holiday season is upon us, and that's when it's just more heartwarming and heart-wrenching all at the same time because that's when we need the most help is to help our neighbors in need. And we um, do a turkey drive. You can look at many of your major grocery chains on November 18th where we collect turkeys and various food products that are shelf-stable that can help families through the holidays. We are committed to distributing 41,000 turkeys and then, you know, almost the same amount of chicken roasters and about 10,000, 11,000 hams so that various cultures can have the type of food and protein that they choose. Yes. Um, now, in again, addition, we're speaking, oh, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, sorry. No, go ahead. In addition, you mentioned Checkout Hunger. That's also mm-hmm. something that you can find at our local grocery chains here in New Jersey. Many of them partner with us at this time of year, as well as some convenience stores. You can donate one, three, five dollars, you can just round up at the end of your purchase, and those dollars will come to Community Food Bank of New Jersey, which we then share with local food pantries. Listen, Renee, it has been phenomenal speaking to you again. We're speaking with Renee Halvenstein of the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. How can my audience get involved? Can they volunteer? Can they donate their time? 
you know, where can they donate their money? How can they give to the Community Food Bank of New Jersey directly? Well, that's always an important question, right? So, yes, we are always looking for volunteers. As a matter of fact, volunteers are a lifeline. Without We have about 88,000 hours annually that our volunteers give, and it's amazing the work that you can get done in two or three hours and make a difference. So, yes, please come join us. Visit us at cfbnj.org community food bank new jersey dot org and you can donate funds you can sign up for volunteerships remember one dollar equals three meals so every dollar you donate is helping to feed someone for a day so please you know go online help us out and you will feel so good that you are helping a neighbor who needs support at this time and the last comment i will add there is many of our neighbors if not the majority of our neighbors who need our help are working. At least one mm-hmm. member of their household has a job and is struggling to make ends meet in today's economy. Yes. Yes. And that that's an important, important point there as well, because a lot of people lose that. There's a lot of people out there that are working extremely hard, but because of things that are going on and, you know, all the things, the economy, they are struggling to find their next meal. Renee, it has been phenomenal speaking with you tonight. I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing all of the information about everything you folks are doing over there at the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. I wish you a good night. You have yourself a good one. Thank you, Joe, and thank you to your audience. Thank you. You have a good night. Listen, it was phenomenal to speak to Renee tonight. What a great load of information she gave us. Wow. Again, cfbnj.org. Please get involved. Again, we want to thank her for coming on. Now, as we continue, okay, we're going we're gonna to change gears here, and we're going to start talking about this New York Jets football team and everything that we have going on. Let me tell you something. There's been a lot of things moving and shaking. We're going to get to all the callers tonight. Trust, 415, I see you in the building, Jeremy. Other callers as well, you'll be coming up in a second. Continue to call in, 515-602-9639. We're going to come to the callers very quickly. Now, there was a lot of things moving and shaking during the trade deadline, right? A lot of trades being made, guys going different places, you know, (laughs) guys, you know, being moved. Some guys that thought they were going to be moved wasn't moved at all. But uh, let me tell you something. The New York Jets weren't able to get anything done, okay? No trades being made. Of course, we know we traded Nicole Hardman, but that was, you know, well before, uh, you know, deadline was over. A lot of people were talking about, you know, the New York Jets swinging big trades and really moving forward and having a lot of, you know, big-time help coming in. There was a lot of talk about Devontae Adams and all that stuff, and none of it ever materialized into anything, okay? You know, Joe Douglas did say he made calls, and there's a rumor report that they did make a call about Devontae Adams and I believe Mike Evans and, you know, other guys as well, but there was no trades being made, okay? So the trade deadline came, gone, but the New York Jets did make a signing, okay? The New York Jets signed Roger Saffold, okay? Roger Saffold, you know, is an offensive lineman. We know the Jets need some offensive line help with some of the injuries that have been happening here. Now, keep in mind, they signed Roger Saffold to the practice squad. They plan to promote him. Uh, You know, at some point they'll do that. Now, again, keep in mind the New York Jets have had issues along the offensive line. 
right guard, you know, has been has been tough. Okay, ATV down or IR. Of course, we know he was out there at a tackle. But then you look at Wes Weiser as well. He goes down and guard. Uh, you know that sucked. Um, Connor McGovern as well, our center, getting hurt. He got hit. Uh, he's on IR now. Keep in mind. Schweitzer and Connor McGovern, both guys on IR, they are supposed to come back at some point this season. Uh, we know that ATV, though, is done for the season, okay? Um, so, you know, the Jets have gotten hit, man. They've gotten hit up front. We've had to move some things around. Bringing in Saffold, I think, it was a solid move. Keep in mind, he's 35, and he was with the Bills in 2022, all right? But he also has a great connection with Keith Carter, our offensive uh, line coach, because they were in uh, Tennessee together at one point. So that's good, you know, to have a guy of familiar face, has familiarity with everything that, you know, the coaches are going to expect from him. Uh, Saffold also, he's a guy that's flexible, man, and that's something that, that, uh, that is going to be big. You know, his versatility is really going to help him here. He can play guard and tackle, all right? That helps us because, as we've already seen, we've had so many guys go down. Who knows? This is a long season. Who knows what can happen as we continue to roll down this stretch. So, you know, knock on wood, I hope this doesn't happen, that we have any more injuries along our offensive line. I hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, Saffold is a guy that can, you know, be moved around and we can plug and play. All right? So that's good. Now, keep in mind, you know, I'm a realist. <laughs> okay? I'm a realist. All right? Saffold is a decent guard. Is he coming in here and like an all-pro, all right? Is he coming in here as a Hall of Famer? No, all right? He's not, he's not a guy that, that is going to, you know, blow you out the door as far as, you know, the offensive line play, but he's a guy that can come in here and be solid, a solid depth piece, a guy that, you know, we can work in and see what he can give us. So that, that's what I'm expecting here. He's a guy that's going to be able to hold the fort, okay? Keep in mind, you know, some other good news about our offensive line, Joe Tipman back in practice. All right, he's been practicing. Robert Sulla did say that he was a quick healer. So we're going to see. I know he's week to week. We'll see when they actually are able to implement him. They're still working through situations with him as well. Um, I don't want to see him on the field until he's 100% ready. That's what I will say. All right, that young guy has really shown us something. We drafted him as a center. He's here. He's playing guard because that's, you know, what we needed. And, uh, Man, he was looking really good at guard as well. So I don't want him back until he's completely ready, but it's a good sign that he's back at practice. Another guy that's back at practice as well, Dwayne Brown. <laughs> Dwayne Brown, back at practice, huh? All right. Now, he's, uh, you know, he's been doing his thing, all right, and uh, he's out there. And there was a lot of talk about him coming back and feeling better after, you know, the this, this situation with his shoulder and getting that worked on and fixed up. Uh, but his return has a lot of questions swirling around, you know, especially with me. I'm looking at him. I'm saying, how are they going to handle him? You know, Sella, they spoke with him, you know, recently the media, and he said that he was uncertain about what, you know, was going to happen going forward with Dwayne Brown. They're still trying to scope things out. Here's the deal. Dwayne Brown does not play anything but left tackle, okay? I've talked to a lot of Jets fans, and I've gone back and forth with a lot. We'll get to the callers in just a second. Trust. I see y'all. We'll come to y'all in a second. Again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Here's the deal. Dwayne Brown, you know, can only play left tackle. Right now, Makai Beckton has been looking really good. 
okay, back in his natural position of left tackle. Here's the deal. <laughs> I do not want to see Makai Becton moved. I don't. I would like to see him stay at left tackle. He's been looking good. He's been just really putting things together. Let's just keep him there, okay? Dwayne Brown, I wasn't too big on him, especially with the, t- the amount of time that he was out. He was on the pup, you know, in the, uh, especially in the preseason. He didn't actually join the team or come off of the pup until like the last week before the Giants game, but he didn't play in the Giants game. And so there's a lot of things moving and shaking, all right, and especially when you look at the situation. We've got the Chargers coming up. I don't think they'll – immediately implement him into the line, but we got a bunch of other teams with really solid pass rush, and there's been a lot of moving and shaking around the offensive line here. They can't build any kind of camaraderie whatsoever because there's been guys are going down. I just named three offensive linemen, ATV, Swisher, Connor McGovern, Joe Tipman. Actually, that's four that, you know, things are, guys are being moved around constantly. You know, and even we got Newman. We'll see if he is going to actually start uh, this upcoming week at center. So there's so many pieces moving and shaking around here. You mess up that continuity. Offensive line, you have to have continuity. You have to understand how the man next to you is going to play. You have to, all right? They have to, they have, to have that feel. So I don't want to see Makai Becton move to right tackle, but when asked, Makai did say, hey, he was willing to do it. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't care where you put me as long as I'm playing. That's all I care about, all right? So – We'll see how the Jets handle it. I would like to see Beckham stay at left tackle. Maybe Dwayne Brown could be a guy, you know, that can, can you know, support and be that depth piece on the bench. But, man, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle the situation with him. Now, again, the New York Jets also signed Jalen Holmes to the practice squad. Again, placed Connor McGovern, Swicer, and Al Woods as well on the injured reserve. Uh, Al Woods is actually going to be done for the season. So that led them to promote Tenzil Smart. Um, Dennis Kelly as well from the practice squad uh, to the active roster. Uh, we also saw them bring up Chris Glazer as well. Chris Glazer, offensive line, helped another death piece from the practice squad to the active roster. And they also signed Bruce Hector. For those of you that do not remember Hector, he was putting some things together, uh, you know, in preseason. We saw a lot of good things out of him, so he's going to be a guy, um, you know, that's going to be on the practice squad. And, again, Tenzil Smart you know, coming up is going to be big, too. He's a guy that's really been putting some things together, uh, you know, for us in preseason for, you know, a couple of years now. So it's good to see. Again, it sucks that Al Wood is going to be done for the season. He actually tore his Achilles, too, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, we, we got him in the building. So and we also released uh, Elsrin Smith uh, from the practice squad. So there's going to be a lot of things moving and shaking. And they also worked out a defensive tackle named uh, Winfrey, as well, so we'll see what happens as they continue to to work on with him. But man, there's been so many things moving and shaking around the New York Jets. It's crazy, and of course we got this upcoming game uh, with the Chargers, which is going to be big as well. We're going to be discussing that tonight. So we're going to get to the callers, okay? Because uh, we got a lot to talk about. The Jets' offense against the Chargers has to be better. We got to score, okay? Zach Wilson, please take care of the football offensive line. You're going to be tested, and that's that's the big thing upcoming. Just this. Chargers football team. This offensive line is going to be tested. Bosa, Khalil Mack, and they also got this guy, Morgan Fox, that, you know, Jets fans aren't talking about. They're mainly focusing on Bosa and Mack, which is understandable, but Fox is serious business too. This line is going to be tested, and we must take care of business. Um, We're going to see what happens going forward. Zach Wilson has got to take care of the football, and this New York Jets football team has to score points. We got to score points, all right? Finish in the red zone. 
my goodness, all right, finish in the red zone. The defense is also going to be tested as well, too. Got to get after Justin Herbert. He's a really good quarterback in this league, all right? Huff, Johnson, JSM, Lawson, Jefferson, get after it. You have got to get after it. You've got to put that man on his back pockets. Do not let him take over the game. Speaking of take over the game, Austin Eckler is a really good football player, for those of y'all that don't know. Um, I'm on the West Coast, if anybody's confused. Yes, we are often, I am often forced to watch Chargers games. <laughs> and let me tell you something, Austin Eckler is no laughing matter. He is no laughing matter, okay? He'll bring it to you. He can catch the football coming out the backfield, route you up. He's also a very, again, a good running back. You hand the ball off to him, he's, he's small, he's quick, he just finds a hole and gets rolling. So we got to make sure that we corral to the ball against him. To me, when you look at him, he's like the, the, the Saquon Barkley of their offense. He's the guy that really gives that offense gas, and it's gas and explosion comes from Austin Eckler, all right? He's the guy that really makes that offense go, so you got to watch him. Keenan Allen as well, solid wide receiver there. So the New York Jets defense is going to have their hands full. It's going to be interesting to see how we handle it. We're going to get to the lines again. 515 is the number. Call in, okay? When you call in, please make sure that your lines, okay, your background is clear of noise. Also make sure you have a good phone. I need to be able to hear you, okay? Please make sure that is good. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't already. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. If you want to give to the platform, the Super Chat is there. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything that you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. Also, when you call in, I have one rule on this show, okay? Don't curse, all right? This is YouTube, okay? Pay attention. Do not call into my show cursing. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster, we got Jamal Adams. Out here. That was fast, man. We got him out of here so fast. <laughs> he was gone, baby. He was gone, all right? Not fast enough in my personal opinion, but it was fast. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. When you call in, be patient. We will get to everyone. First caller we're going to, my guy, Jeremy. Jeremy's calling in, and, boy, do we have to talk. For those of you that do not know, Jeremy – He's a savage. Jeremy Salute, I want to thank you for calling into the show. It's good to hear from you. Listen, the New York Jets have a lot of things moving and shaking. I want to start with you, though, with Sign. What are your thoughts about the Jets bringing him in, man? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I didn't know he was available. Um that took me off guard, I, I, you know, and not, pardon the pun, but I, you know, I was, so, so here's two, <laughs> two ways to look at it. I mean, there was some, there, like, obviously, and you said it, you're not going to just, there's not just Pro Bowl level awesome starting guards just yeah. sitting there in the world for yeah. week eight <laughs> that you could just sign, right? So, I don't know why anybody wouldn't be happy because that's much better than I thought we could just that easily get. We're talking about yeah. a guy, like you said, very versatile, a guy with a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. He knows how to play. He has a history with the, you know, the offensive line coach. Um, I think we should be really happy about it. I think just to have a, a you know, I, I mean, it's not the guy you want to roll out as your starter and say, this is a strength of our team. But when you're in the situation we're in, 
if, you know, if, even with the guys coming back, if they get banged up and this guy jogs onto the field, you're not panicking. I mean, he's a serviceable mm-hmm. guy, sure. So I think it's a great thing. I think it was a great signing. I'm really happy that he was available. Yeah. What are your thoughts about, and I, and I, I like that take because uh, I feel the same way, but what are your thoughts about Dwayne Brown coming back? If you were part of this Jeff Costa staff, let's say you're Robert Sutherland, how do you handle his return? Is he a guy that you immediately stick in there at left tackle? What do you, what, how would you handle it, Jeremy? I think at this point he would have to prove to me that the combination of him at left tackle and Beckton at right tackle is better than Beckton at left tackle and Mitchell at right tackle. He would have to prove it. I would not rush him back in. He's not proven that. I really like Beckton at left tackle. Um, I do see that if Dwayne Brown was the guy he was last year, for example, that an argument, an argument could be made that it would be a better team with Brown mm-hmm. on the left side playing like that and Beckton on the right side. And not that Beckton's bad at pass pro, but he's so good at run, right, at run mm-hmm. blocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it, it makes him a very effective right tackle. Uh, but, no, I wouldn't just give him the job. I'm tired of people just – I'm, I'm tired of the double standards. That's one thing that bothers me with the staff. You know, there's always going to be little complaints. I mean, overall, I love JD. I love Salah. I love the direction of the team. I've been happy for three years. I've seen this all develop, and I, you know, I'm a big supporter of everything they've done overall. But if you, mm-hmm. if I wanted to pick at the little things that bother me, it's things like that. That there's kind of a double standard. Oh, Chipman has to earn his spot, even though we, yes. I mean, I knew from that he deserved to be in there game one. Um, mm-hmm. but guys like Brown, veterans get to just come in and be given the spot. I don't think he should be given anything. I think he, and not, yes. nothing against him personally. He's older and mm-hmm. he was injured. So nothing personal. I like him as a human being, but he needs to earn the spot. He needs to come in and prove yes. that we're a better team. Yes. You know, what's crazy, Jeremy, is I had <laughs> some of those same sentiments this past off season when I questioned him just being given that left tackle spot, okay? Again, we know that Makai Becton worked his tail off against all odds, right? You had Jets fans all over him. You had the media all over him, right? There was rumors swirling about him, and he's a bust, and he's a bum, and my goodness. I remember one practice, I believe it was, he sat out because, you know, the knee had flared up a little bit, and they were being cautious with him. Even the team doctors were like, yeah, let's sit you down. You'll be cautious. And the fan base lost it. Cut him right now. Trade him immediately. And I was like, whoa, wait a second, okay? And he just kept working himself back into the groove. And I always questioned, okay, well, if Makai Becton's having to work so hard to get back, and he did, and eventually he got snapped. I remember he wasn't getting first-team snaps after a while. But then it was like Dwayne Brown just kind of cruised in, you know, off of a shoulder injury. And we just got able to cruise in and get the left tackle spot back, no questions asked. And then, again, we saw, you know, the, the first game where he looked very stiff and looked uh, just, just uh, not very good, right, and then trying to put things together. And eventually, uh, you know, down the line he was hurt. So it's like, you know, I, I echoed those sentiments and I was crushed for it. But it's good to hear you, you know, say, hey, listen, this guy needs to go out there and compete. And speaking about competing in offensive linemen, there was a lot of Jets fans. You yourself said that you're a big fan of what you've seen from Joe Douglas and Sulla, and I, and I respect that. 
But there was a lot of Jets fans that were upset that the New York Jets did not swing a big trade to add to this football team somehow, some way, right? A lot of people were upset that they didn't make a move for a guy like Cleveland, right, that ended up that, – that was from the Vikings, ended up moving on uh, to another team. He actually went there for a, a late pick. Are you upset that the New York Jets didn't add a big name or go after any, you know, maybe really solid offensive lineman via the trade before the trade deadline? No, because I don't have the information. I don't like. I, I know another team made a move, but you know, there's 31 other teams, and other teams are going to make trades. And maybe they got in there first. Maybe it was part of another deal that will happen because there's relationships with GMs where they scratch each other's back and they do those kind of things. And we've had it happen to us. We got, you know, before he got hurt, we got this really good safety, a versatile safety in Clark for like a seventh round pick. And people say, well, how did that happen? Well, there's relationships with GMs, and every other 30 GMs around the league may have said, why the hell did we give up a seventh-round pick and get Clark on our team? Why did the Jets get to do it and be mad at their GM? I don't think we could, uh, you know, as far as, like, the trades and getting trades done, I don't know what was offered. How could I be upset about what I don't know what was offered to us, what was available to us? You know, like like Devontae Adams, okay, maybe he was available to us, but maybe it was – our first and third this year and our first and second next year and our first after that. When you look at it from that perspective, would you really want to give up three first round picks and, you know, and plus he already has a $30 million a year salary. And yeah. That's why contact is big. Right. For a guy we might not even be able to utilize because we don't have our offense, our offensive lines getting hurt and is decimated. And why does mm-hmm. don't mean a thing, you know, if you can't get them the ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a, I, I, you that's know, I, it's it's very hard for me to be upset when I don't know what was out there. I don't know what JD was looking at, and and a lot of experts have said, you know, for people in the know that understand it, trades are rare are more rare in the NFL before the trade deadline because there's so much more complications too with the salary yeah. and the salary cap. It's very complicated and complex, and um, it takes a lot to get it done. It's not so easy, and I just don't know what was offered. If, if we found out, we could have had Devontae for this and that, and it didn't seem like a lot. Maybe we could judge, but we don't know what was offered. We don't know what J.D. was willing to give. We don't know what the Raiders wanted, so how can we make a judgment? Yeah. No, listen, I, I hear you. And, again, that's one of the things you, you often wonder, and that's why I was – me personally, I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that were screaming, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams constantly. And I just kind of told people, listen, I don't think it happens. Because first off, you're going to have to give up quite a bit of capital to get that guy. And let me tell you something, the Jets, and I know that people don't want to hear this, the Jets need that capital moving forward to continue to build. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. I know people talk about this season. To me, I think it's next season, all right? And I'm perfectly fine with that. But they need to continue to build uh, this football team, particularly the offensive line, which we're going to be talking about tonight because that's, that's a big question mark. Uh, that, that capital, that first-round pick, and even the rest of the picks that we have, some of the mid-round picks, are going to be used to address you know, a lot of this offensive line. So I could guess what? When, when A-Rod does come back, I don't want him running for his life again like I saw week one. I don't want that. I don't want him getting hurt, nor the fact that I want anyone else. You know, after A-Rod, if it's Zach Wilson or whoever else is going to be the quarterback after Aaron Rodgers decides to move on, I don't want them running for their lives either. 
So we're going to have to utilize that draft capital to really continue to build the football team. And I understand wanting a talent like Devontae Adams or any of those other guys, but if the capital is – if you're going to have to give up a lot of capital to get those guys, you've got to think about the future. You've got to. You can't, you know, make rash decisions because, like you said as well, what, what, what use is a really great wide receiver if you can't get him the ball because your quarterback doesn't even have time to drop back before he's getting hit. And that's the last thing you want. Because, you know, again, Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer, he's literally lit this football team up, lit this entire city up with belief that the New York Jets could really compete and be in a Super Bowl, and we couldn't keep him protected. So those are the issues that we have. Now, as we continue to talk about this football team and protection, I'll tell you something, Jeremy, the Los Angeles Chargers are bringing the pass rushers to town, okay? Bosa, Khalil Mack, Morgan Fox, they got a host of other guys. How concerned are you about this offensive line's ability to protect Zach Wilson in this upcoming game, knowing that Bosa just cannot wait to rip his head off? Um, well, I'm always going to be concerned about this offense until they prove us that we don't have to be concerned about this offense. Um, mm. you know, one, you know, Zach had some really good moments. And Zach had some really bad moments. And the biggest issue that we have with Zach Wilson now as our quarterback right now, it's just you don't know what you're going to get. Like, it can mm-hmm. come out in that Kansas City-type game where we'll jump it up and down and say, yes, you know, I knew he had this talent, it's showing, or he could come out and it can look like the quarterback that played against New England this year and last year. You don't know which Zach Wilson is going to come running out on that field. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when you, and then what you said, like, there, there, there are weeks where we are terrorized, like our quarterback is terrorized, like he's not going to have time to pass. The one thing I would say about this week that gives me a little bit more hope and where, where I think that there might be some breathing room is San Diego has been – I mean, sorry, I keep calling San Diego. L.A. has, has – uh, Everybody still does that. Like, yeah, L.A. Yeah. Chargers. <laughs> Chargers uh, I know. It's crazy because I used to go to games. You know, I used to go down there to games when my brother lived in San Diego. So I, I was at a lot of Chargers there. Um, I uh, – I feel like they are susceptible to the run. Uh, they give up, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, there's evidence that they give uh, that they're susceptible to the run. And unlike some of the defenses uh, that we've played against, they actually have holes. They actually have weaknesses. And one of the things is their safeties. There's some holes there. They have some issues there. But mainly their slot, their ability to cover the slot, is really, mm-hmm. really bad. Their slot corner is really, really bad. Um, maybe as bad as any, any in the NFL. So that's really going to give us, like, if hopefully, uh, you know, Hackett doesn't get into that trap of always trying to outthink and, you know, and trick them, but just attack yep. their weakness. Because I think Conklin mm-hmm. could have a very big game against this team. And I think Brees Hall, yeah. if Conklin forces when he's making those catches and they have to make adjustments and it gets Zach, uh, Garrett Wilson involved, they can't double him. And you start opening up that vertical game, I think then Brees Hall gets the green light because we get that eighth yeah. man out of the box and open up the middle a little bit. And I think we can have a nice game. I really do. This could be a nice breakout game for us. Um, there's always yeah. going to be good players that we have. Every NFL team has some good players that we have to worry about. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, I, I mean, obviously we have to hope that our offensive line holds up. We definitely can't afford yeah. another injury during this. No, listen, you're talking facts and also – when you talk about this Jets offense, we got to finish in the red zone. we got to score points, man. We can't keep walking away yeah. with field goal after field goal after field goal. Listen, Greg Zerline and, and, and 
and Morstead as well. They've been phenomenal this season. But at some point, like we've got to start scoring, okay? Greg Zerline can't just kick, keep kicking field goals and, and making it work. And then, you know, Morstead making sure that when the offensive – you know, the offensive drive stalls that he pins them deep, you know, really lets our defense be able to get solid field position. Like, come on, man. We've got to put up points. This offense has got to finish in the red zone, and we've got to score touchdowns. And you spoke about Brees Hall as well. We've got to run the football better, too. Uh, last game against the Giants, the, the running game was non-existent. It wasn't producing. Zach Wilson actually left the New York Jets in rushing yards last game, which is crazy to even think. Now, we continue to talk about this football team. You go over to the defensive side of the ball, Justin Herbert's really good, man. The Jets pass rush, I'm thinking they got to get after it. they got to get to him. Do you think they'll be able to accomplish that? And if so, how many sacks are you expecting this Jets pass rush to be able to get? I honestly think we could get four plus. Like, I think we could get I, – I, I'm confident we'll get at least four. He's not as mobile as some of the quarterbacks we face, and – we've actually done overall a really good job against really good quarterbacks. And uh, I think our strength is against teams that rely on vertical passing games because we have Sauce Gardner, because we have Reed, and we have this great defensive line. So I think when we play quarterbacks that are more in-the-pocket quarterbacks that aren't outstanding athletes, I think that's, that plays into our strength. And I think mm-hmm. that there's a good opportunity. I think there's a really good opportunity uh, for us to put a lot of pressure on him and to, and to put, you know, and to actually um, create a bad situation for Justin Herbert. I think our, de- our defense is real. You know, people want to make yeah. like finding yeah. ways to like not believe, oh, it's because last year we went against, against backup quarterback. Everybody's looking for every excuse to say our defense is not real. Our defense is very, very real. We would be, with this offense, the way it's played, we would we'd have one win right now for the whole season if this defense wasn't real. This de- and, yeah. um, so I, I believe against a quarterback like that that sits there in the pocket, I think we're going to get four plus sacks. I think it'd be a very good day for our defense. Yeah, listen for those of you that do not think the Jets defense is real. Ask Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts uh, how it felt yeah. to meet the Jets defense. Go ask all of them. I guarantee you yeah. they'll say. Uh, that defense is serious business, okay? <laughs> serious business. Speaking of serious business, my final question for you, Jeremy, because you've been bringing the heat, man. I'm concerned about Austin Eckler. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if everyone else is as concerned about him as I am, but I'm very concerned. This is a guy that I've really seen, you know, can take over a game. To be completely honest, he's a guy that can come out of the backfield and catch the football. I've seen them give him screens and all kind of things to just get him involved in the game. And he's a guy that if you don't find a way to slow him down, he really provides the gas and explosion to the Chargers offense. What are your thoughts about him, and are you concerned that the Jets' defense won't be able to slow him down? Because I really feel like what they're going to do offensively, I think they're going to try to mimic what the Cowboys were able to do against us. Quick screens to him, moving him around, quick passes, stuff like that. I feel like that's what they're going to do to uh, definitely try to get him the ball and get him heavily involved. Again, final question, what are your thoughts about him, and do you think the Jets' defense will be able to stop him and slow him down? Oh, I, I think he's going to hurt us. He's going to do some things. He's going he's gonna to be the reason they score points, right? When it's not like we're getting a shutout. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is the game against, uh, against L.A. I think this is the kind of game <laughs> where 
going to be one of those games where they're going to put together drives, and it's going to be one of those where we rely on our defense to get tight and make them settle for field mm-hmm. goals. Um, you know what I'm like? Like I could, I totally think they're going to have good drives. Uh, I think they're going to score points, and I think Eckler's going to be a big part of that, and I think their tight ends are going to be a big part of that. I think they're going to mm-hmm. attack us where we're with those screen passes. They're, look, like we said, every team has good players. That's why every team scores points and has good drives sometimes, even against the best defenses. They're definitely going to score points, and I think it's, you said it perfectly. It's about how not to let him take over the game, to, to contain mm-hmm. him. Can't stop him. They, you know, it's not about stopping him. It's about containing him yeah. and just keeping it under control. And, again, making him settle for the three points on those drives. And, you know, we're the type of team that just gets better as the game goes on. So if we could stop them from getting early touchdowns and settle for field goals, you know, then it's just our, for our offense to do something. And just before you go, because uh, and, and you end this call, I want to let you know, because you might not know this, I'm actually leaving in three and a half hours from Sacramento, and I'm flying on the red eye tonight to New York. Oh, wow. And I'm going I'm to be at the game. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, Jeremy. I hope you have a great See, Jer- Jeremy be outside. For those of you that do not, he-, he goes to these games, okay? He's not just a guy. He be out there. He-, he knows what time it is. Now, with you going to the game, all right, everything that you've seen, everything we talked about, give me your final score prediction. Jets, Chargers, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up on Monday night? I think it's going to be something like 24 to 16. 24 16 uh, yes. Jets? I think the Jets are going okay. to win 24 to 16. Go ahead, finish up quickly. Yeah, something like that. I think we're going to hold them under 20, and we'll be slightly, slightly over 20. All right, all right. You said 24 16. Listen, Jeremy. Thank you for calling. I got to slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, man. It's always good to hear your takes. Always great to be here, brother. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're going to get to the savages really quickly in the chat. I see you in the building. All right. GVH salutes. All right. Savage. Listen, he said, Joe, I heard your preview, and I appreciate the takes. Thank you. He says, as a SoCal resident, what is the sports talk or Chargers vibe on their team? Are we seeing Mack a decline? I still think Khalil Mack is a really good football player, okay? That's just me. Uh, I watch him. He definitely is getting after it and moving around. Chargers fans are kind of odd, right? Because, again, yes, they're in L.A., but let's be clear. Their fan base is very vocal. And a lot of them are still in San Diego. I know a lot of fans that, again, were Chargers fans when they were in San Diego. They're very bitter that the team has moved to L.A. But there's a lot of hope surrounding the team, especially because of Justin Herbert. They talk about him consistently, like constantly. Of course they should. He's one of the better young quarterbacks in the league. He really is. And, you know, as he goes, you know, the Chargers will go. And there's a lot of hope surrounding the team. I think uh, at least the Chargers fans that I've talked to, they love Eckler, they love Herbert, and they think – you know, things can get put together. Now, the coaching in the past has been <laughs> suspect, okay? <laughs> but, you know, they know they need to clean that up going forward. But, of course, they got guys like Bosa on defense as well. Listen, they they are hyped, okay? They are hyped. They really think that they'll be able to succeed this, uh, you know, going going forward in this season. 
Um, but it's all about, you know, what Herbert's going to do. At least that's, that's the, 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 the kind of feedback that I get from Chargers fans, that they're high on their team and they're excited, you know, to see them continuously go out week after week. And they think that they can compete with the best, what they can. They can. We've seen it. The Chargers can put some things together. All right. So we'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Okay, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Rusty, Mike, I see you from Times River. I want to talk to you tonight. Can't wait to hear from you. We got a lot of things moving and shaking around the league as well. We know the Raiders have fired their their head coach and general manager, Jack Kenna. If you're paying attention, if you're listening, Jack, I want to hear from you. All right, a lot of crazy things going on over there. And that just makes me appreciate what the New York Jets have here and Joe Douglas and Robert Seller. We did it right, okay? We did it right. We're going to get to these lines again, 515 602 515 602 is the number. Call in next. We're going to Ted, man. We got to go to Ted. Rusty, Mike, will come to you next, but we got to talk to Ted, man. For those of you that do not know Ted, he's a savage. Salute. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. So many things moving and shaking yes, right now. Give give me your thoughts, man, about this Jets offensive line. We just got in. Uh, Roger Saffold, he's been signed. Dwayne Brown coming back off of IR. So many things being moved around, so many moving parts in the offensive line. What are your thoughts about the signing, and how would you handle Dwayne Brown coming back? Hey, Joe. God, pleasure to talk to you again. Um, I would say – I originally thought that we would sign Ben Jones and move Tipman over to guard, but I, I would handle the Dwayne Brown situation where Mackay stays the left left tackle and Dwayne mm-hmm. goes and alternates with um, right guard or right tackle. He comes in really with Matt Mitchell. You think guard yeah, guard or tackle for him? Uh, I don't know if that would right happen. Go ahead, go ahead. Right side, though. I mean, like more the right side than the left. I would leave Makai alone, quite honestly. Hmm. I don't think you want to go and start that, uh, especially this week against a, a guy like Bosa or yeah. um, uh, what's the other gentleman who used to pay for the Bills? Mack. Khalil Mack. Oh, yep, uh, Khalil Mack, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't want to mess with the left side, the blind side for Zach Wilson this week. I would put Dwayne Brown in, see how he's doing, you know, see how he feels. Rotate him on the right side, leave McCoy on the left. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. Yeah, listen, yep. I, and I hear that, and I've gone back and forth with a lot of people talking about, you know, this situation that we have here at tackle. I, I just I cannot see them putting, um, see them putting Dwayne Brown on that on that right side. He's never played right tackle, and I think putting him up, uh, over there, especially against, like you said as well, against Bosa and like the other pass rushers. He'd be learning a brand-new position. You know, he's never played that in the NFL. And, again, we've heard even from guys in the past, Billy Turner has talked about it, uh, the the move from right to left. There's a lot of things that you have to relearn, basically, because you're in, you're playing a you know, completely different position. The stance, the way you move, how you come out of your stance. Even Makai Becton has talked about, you know, how it took him a bit. Now, of course, Makai Becton is – a freak athlete, to be completely honest, and he was able to pick it up. And we saw him be solid at right tackle even when he was over there. But I just I don't think they do that with Dwayne. To be completely honest, I think they go, if Dwayne is not implemented as the left tackle, I think Max Mitchell is probably going to stay there at 
right tackle, and I think Billy Turner more than likely until they figure out what's going on with Saffold, if he plays, or maybe if Joe Tittman is able to come back again, he's been week to week. I think Billy Turner probably is going to end up staying there at guard. So that's what I think is going to end up happening. And, and that's, that's one thing we're going to have to see as well, because Robert Seller is keeping that close to the vest. But I do understand, you know, you talking about moving Dwayne to the right, because there's been a lot of Jets fans talking about that. Now, as we talk about this offensive line, Stafford was signed and brought in. There's a lot of Jets fans that are upset that we did not make a move during the trade deadline to either bring a big name offensive lineman in the building, or we didn't complete a trade to bring in, you know, there was names flying out there again, rumors that the Jets had inquired about Devontae Adams and, and Mike Evans and T Higgins. There's a lot of people, a lot of Jets fans that are upset that the moves were not made. Are you one of those Jets fans? No, sir. I'm not upset, Joe. I live in the Tampa area. Mike, uh, well, I live in the Tampa area. Mike Evans was probably not going to be traded. They love Mike Evans. The owners love Mike Evans. They want Mike Evans. Mm. Mike Evans is probably a Hall of Famer. Mike Evans, mm. they want him to be a buck for most of his career. Yeah. So, and he is like the face of the franchise at this point because Baker Mayfield is not really the face of the franchise. So, <laughs> he is the face of the right now. So, um, yeah. Joe, basically, like Joe Douglas said, you have to get teams. They probably said, you know, Devontae Adams, uh, give me two first. And Joe Douglas probably said, no way. And that was the end of it. <laughs> you know, they, tried, they, yeah. were, they would try to – they're probably – in order to get a trade done, they probably would try to mm-hmm. please, please somebody at this point. You know, yeah. you overpay. Yeah. If you want to pay, mm-hmm. and another thing too, Joe, the, the AFC is so competitive. I was looking at some of these, and even the NFC, because I'll, I'll explain myself. The Colts, before the Titans lost, either the, I thought the Colts and the Titans would make the playoffs because their, their schedule going forward is weak. Okay? Now that the Titans okay. lost to the Steelers, um, they're just sliding back. But if you go look at the 49, I know this really doesn't matter, but if you go look at the 49ers schedule, they have a brutal schedule coming up. They have a brutal schedule. The Eagles have a brutal schedule. So um, any of these three and five teams, any team in the AFC is legit um, in line to, to maybe make the playoffs at nine and eight. There's no doubt about it, especially with a weak schedule going forward. So I don't think there were many sellers, Joe. I don't think there mm-hmm. were many sellers. They were, you know, they were going to hold on to what they had. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been sellers. They only, what, they get rid of one player? They get rid of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're probably yeah. the worst team in the league right now. Um, so, you know, another thing, too, is the teams are the teams are so up and down. I mean, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. And, yeah. you know, there's so many examples you can give of teams that, um, teams that are, up and down. So this is the most, mm-hmm. Joe, this is the most open I would, I've seen the NFL in a while with, without a dominant team. Hey, Joe, let me make one more point. Oh, darn it, I mm-hmm. forgot Go what it was. You could, ask, you could ask me a question. I got it, Joe. I got it. Okay. Joe, if the Dolphins lose to the Chiefs mm-hmm. and the Bills lose to the Bengals, which is very realistic, mm-hmm. The Jets are and the Jets win. They're a half game out of first place. Yeah. So I we mean, can we'll, have the we'll, weekend in a long time for the Jets. 
Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. No, listen. I listen. I hear you, and everybody's clamoring for us to move up, and you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to take the division this year. It's a long season, and we'll be talking yep. about that as things continue on. But like, even getting back to what you were saying about some of the trades and making moves, you got to wonder. You know, the capital, you know, how much you would have to give up, especially moving and shaking as well. Like you said, you don't want to get fleeced. And I'm going to keep telling people, look, I know that you want to make a splash move today. I get it, right? I want to add talent. I'd love to have Devontae Adams. That contract is crazy, okay? But he's the real deal, right? But here's the deal. We also need that capital to continue to build around A-Rod or, you know, whoever our, our, our quarterback is going forward, and also patch up some of the issues we may have on this team. Free agencies come in. There's some guys that can leave. There's some guys that can end up moving it on. And uh, we, we need that capital, okay? You must attack in the draft. And so it's tough, but we'll see this upcoming offseason we'll be able to make moves. Now, as we continue to talk about this team, my final question for you, Ted, because you've been bringing the heat, you look at this Chargers mm-hmm. offense, man, to me, Austin Eckler is a guy that we must, must contain the best the way that we can. Him coming out the backfield, catching the football, I think is going to be a nightmare for us. I'm very concerned about him. Are you as worried about him as I am? <laughs> Joe, this, we, we're saying the same thing every week. It's basically, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, from the Cowboys on, you know, let's, let, let's yeah. not running back wreck our game. Let's not let C.D. Lamb wreck our game. Isaiah Pacheco, don't let him wreck our game. I, until our offense, yeah. I'm not worried about the defense, Joe. I'm not worried about the defense, yeah. Joe, in any scenario. Okay. In any scenario. Okay. Yeah. The offense is the, is the key, and we're just going to have to solidify the offensive line. Try. Mm-hmm. Zach, I'll say this, Joe. Zach, I can give you several examples of how good Zach has been recently, especially these throws, for example, that he made to Garrett Wilson where he did the toe tap on the sideline. Some of these throws yeah. are spot on, and he there were so many ridiculous drops that he's not mm-hmm. getting a hand, you know, a hand on this Brees Hall, uh, Lazard. I mean, all these guys are ridiculous. Just I, I don't understand it. I, I was thinking I was having a Corey Davis and a uh, Corey Davis flashback with all the drops. I know mm-hmm. we got rid of those. Um, yeah. But, but Zach's playing great. So mm-hmm. let's just step it up. And I'm not worried about the defense, Joe. I am not worried about yeah. the defense. We could probably yeah, hold them under 20 points. Yeah, listen, yep. the, the, the offense, we got to finish. We got to finish in the red zone. Okay, and I get it. I, I yeah. think that Zach has been all right. You know, I know people were trying to crush yeah. him after the Giants game, but – he was heavily pressured, and there was no running game. We were very one-dimensional in that game, if you look at it. He literally led the Jets in rushing yards. But the Jets have got to finish in the red zone. They've got to. If you can't score points against the Chargers, we're going to be dead. Real yeah. talk. And there's yep. other teams yep. that are coming up hey, as Joe. well. If you don't put up points, we're going to yep. be dead. Go, go ahead, finish up, and then give me your, Joe, your uh, final score prediction for yeah. Monday night. Hey, Joe, Joe, let me ask you a question. Do you think we would make a third and one one of these days? Can we make a third and one? <laughs> Is that even possible? I mean, man, it is. Come up with something. It, it's looking rough. It's looking so, rough. Okay. You can you can, you can watch a myriad of college games where they will yes. fake a hand off to one side and flip it backwards to another back going the other way or something. Watch some college yeah. tape. Anything, anything that'll Head. you got to get one yard. 
Ted, against yes, the sir. Giants, I'm going to say this, against the Giants, mm-hmm. the New York Jets mm-hmm. had more penalties in that game than they did uh, third down conversions. They only had two third down conversions. They had nine penalties. It was insane. Yeah. We, we've got to get better. Yeah. We've got to move the chains. Like, we've got to convert. If we can't do that, we're going to be dead in the water. But before I let you go, Ted, give me your final score prediction. Yes, Jets, Chargers, Monday night. Who do you got winning? Who you got losing? Oh, Joe, Joe we're definitely going to win this game. We, we, we're, okay. we're, we, we know how to finish. We know how to play tough. We know how to play close games. I would say mm-hmm. let's go 19, a little ugly score, 19-16. 1916. All right. Listen, Ted, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. I got to slide off, all right? Take care, Joe. Have a good evening. All right. Listen, a lot of great takes. We're going to keep getting to these lines. 954, I just lost you. Call back in. Jack Kenna, for those of you that do not know Jack Kenna, Raiders fan that listens. Jack, I want to hear from you tonight. All right, Raiders firing everybody. <laughs> the Raiders are firing everybody, okay? They they fired everybody, all right? Got uh Antonio Pierce, now as their head coach. Well they, they cleared house. They don't play around, all right? I want to hear from Raiders fans that will be watching me. I know I see y'all. Call in, I wanna talk to you, all right? We're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in next. I'm going to go to my guy, Mike. Okay, Rusty, you'll be next. New callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to everybody. Raiders inspiring everybody. We're going to Mike from Tom's River. For those of you that do not know Mike, he's a savage. Savage. Mike, salutes and respect. Always good to talk to you, man. Listen, the New York Jets are facing up against a tough football team in the Los Angeles Chargers, all right? It's taken me a minute to lose the whole San Diego Chargers bit, okay, out of my brain because they were there in SD for so long. Uh, When you look at what this team has got here and we're matched up, what is your biggest concern when you look at the Jets' offense as you go into a game with a Chargers defense that is rife with pass rushers? Uh, it's got to be offensive line, you know. Mm-hmm. I will leave Beckton on the left tackle, keep Mitchell over there, mm-hmm. keep Dwayne Brown as a backup. Um, and today in practice, uh, Thompson, then he might not be yeah, ready for yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. So we might be missing two guards. Um, I forget the rookie they drafted this year. I forget his name. Joe Tippman. Brown. No, Tippman Joe Tippen probably going to play Saturday. was a guy who was – uh, Tittman will probably play center in this in this game, but our two guards. Well, I know that they're working to be. The, yeah, they're they're working him back in. I don't I don't know if uh if he's uh, going to be out there, but I know that he's he's they're working him back in to see if he plays. Hopefully, he'll be able to play this upcoming week. But another guy they took as well in this recent draft. I think you're talking about Carter Warren. Uh, is that who you're talking yeah. about? Yep. Yep. From uh, Pitt, I think it was. Play uh, a lot of uh, uh, small personnel with with the two tight ends, you know, on each side. I was about Chip. to say that. Yep, yep. A lot of screens, screens to breathe uh, or slants. Garrett Wilson. Um, I think we could we could beat this team. Uh, the Chargers always they they 
they always lose, you know. You know what I mean? They they play close mm-hmm. games, but they always lose, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, they have the ability, you know, you look at this defense, Bosa, Khalil Mack, they got to get after it. And like you said, there's so much shuffling. Again, Lakin Thomas, and I was going to talk about that as well. Uh, yeah, he didn't practice today. We'll see. All right, we'll see. Hopefully he's going to be able to play. Again, Joe Tipman, uh, you know, getting back out there. We saw Dwayne, out, Dwayne Brown out there as well. There's going to could possibly be a lot of moving and shaking. I believe at this point Newman, the guy we called up from the practice squad, I think he's going to be the starting center, uh, you know, in this upcoming game. But we'll see because, again, Robert Sulla is keeping everything really close to the best. But like you said, and I agree with, I would keep Makai Beckton there at left tackle. I would keep him there. I think he's been solid. I think you keep him there because, man, you got to. Okay, this guy's been looking phenomenal out there. There's no reason to continue to shake up an offensive line that's already been shaken up. Now, when you talk about some of the offensive production, you talk about Brees, how important is it for us to run the football effectively? Last game against the Giants, our running game was poop. We didn't really get anything going on the ground. Do you think we'll see a better showing for Brees and the Jets' running game against the Chargers? Oh, I hope so because the, the play action – I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, the play call on was horrible. Mm-hmm. so predictable. They were, playing everybody bunched, they were playing everybody bunched in, and you knew exactly where the running play was going, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, put some wide receivers out on, and spread them out, you know, and let Brees mm-hmm. do what Brees does, make missed tackles and everything, you know. It was mm-hmm. so predictable what they were doing. It was like – it was. That was like one of the worst games I ever watched in my entire life until the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I mean, yeah, it was rough. It was rough to watch. It, was, it wasn't just rough to watch because of the lack of the offensive, you know, output as well, which was tough in itself. But one of the things that frustrated me as well was watching just the amount of penalties that the New York Jets were getting. It was crazy. And look, Quincy Williams' penalty in the last game was, was – that was trash to me. Yes, and uh, that was Jermaine Johnson ball. got it. Yeah, that that was bogus. We also saw Jermaine Johnson get a a bogus call as well. But Michael Clemens' encroachment on fourth down, which gave the Giants oh. a first, and when we should have killed their drive. There were other penalties as well, and that leads me to my next question for you, Mike. When you see the Jets have these issues with penalties, and this is not the first year that it's been an issue with Sulla here. What do you what do you think that that comes from? Where do you think these issues are st- stemming from? Because there's a lot of Jets fans that I talk to that think that the Jets' in- issues with penalties, excuse me, really stem from and are a reflection of our coaching. What are your thoughts on that, Mike? Um, well, before that game, before the Giants game, we were like one of the least penalized teams in the game. You know, I think we had like nine penalties in that game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just uh, they're they're going all gas, no brakes, you know, mm. and they got to cut it down. Like 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 what Quincy Williams said, like last year, like he was missed tackles and everything, you know. And they refined his game, and now he's mm-hmm. all pro, you know. I just think yeah. it has to be modified like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to clean it up because let me tell you something. You do that against the Chargers, all right? You give them 80-something 80, 80 yard, 80-plus yards and nine penalties – they will absolutely lay it to us. When you give good teams like that, free yardage, free first down, easy stuff like that, they'll put it to you every day of the week. So we've got to – I mean, we're literally doing it to ourselves. That was so, that's what's so frustrating to watch at times. And, yes, we were able to pull out that game by the skin of our teeth, but I don't want to play like that every single week. Okay, Dude, I don't. I don't want to see I, the I would, go up there. 
Go, go, go ahead. Wild. I was this is wild. I was flipping out. I was flipping out when when Clemens went off sides on the punt. Oh, that was oh. the worst. <laughs> that was the worst. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And he, he yeah. even he knew. You saw it. He just looked up. He, he he was so dejected with himself, so upset with himself. And it was just like, come on, man, come on. Now, as we talk about this defense, we know that we're matching up with Justin Herbert. He's serious business. The Jets pass rush has mm-hmm. got to get after it. How many sacks do you think the Jets will be able to have, and do you think they'll be able to get some pressure on Herbert, man? I think they'll have four, but uh, the, um, Chargers' offensive line is good. Mm-hmm. Know, so they might have to uh, – they might have to throw some wrinkles in there and throw a couple blitz in there. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, but I yeah. think I did get it done. Eckler hasn't been playing really good this year. But he might he might have some uh, wear on the tires, you know. Mm-hmm. But the Jets really stink at the screen, so we got to watch the screen. Yes, 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 we do, and I think that that's what they're going to try to utilize quite a bit. Uh, it seems. Even the in the Bills, they were trying to trying to scorch us with those screens. We've seen it, especially when we get very aggressive on our blitz packages and things like that, or even overrunning guys uh, with how we rush the passer. And those screens will eat us up, and we got to get it together. Listen, Mike, this has been a phenomenal call from you, man. Give me your final score prediction: Jets, Chargers, Monday night. All right, big lights. The lights are going to be bright. All right, nowhere to hide at MetLife. Give me your final score prediction for the game. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? I think that Jets are going to win 24-13. 24-13 Jets, all right. Listen, Mike, it's been phenomenal speaking with you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Have a great week, and let's go Jets. Absolutely. You already know what it is over here. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers, okay? We're talking a lot about this New York Jets football team. There's a lot to discuss, all right? Things moving and shaking. you got to wonder, this offensive line, it can get rough. It can get rough, man. We're looking at these situations, man, and uh, <laughs> this offensive line is uh, it's moving and shaking, man. you got to wonder. Right, you got to wonder how are things going to pan out here? Okay, how are they going to pan out, and what can we do? We're going to keep getting to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. It's interesting to see. We're going to Rusty next. Rusty, we're coming directly to you. All right. Listen, for those of you that do not know Rusty, he's a savage. <laughs> Rusty salutes. Salutes, man. Listen, I could not wait to speak to you. <laughs> we got a lot of things moving and shaking, all right? First off, I want to start off with the trade deadline, all right? There was a lot of talk about the trade deadline and the Jets were going to do this and the Jets were going to do that and Devontae Adams would be in a Jets jersey and we're going to get everybody and nothing happened, all right? Came well, and went. Give me your thoughts, yep. man. There's rumors that Joe Douglas did make calls to inquire about Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, T. Higgins is in that rumor. Again, that's a rumor. We know nothing gets out of uh, the front office there with Joe Douglas. It's, it's been proven. There's no leaks. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets not ending up with any big splash trade before the trade deadline hit. Give me your thoughts. 
I'm absolutely fine with that. I uh, I don't want to give up draft stock. We only have five picks, mm. and I I don't know. Maybe Joe does something in the offseason and gets rid of the guys for a second. Who knows? Or thirds. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's going to do. But, uh, no, I was happy about that. The only thing that I would have, but it stinks. Like, if we had six picks, I definitely wish we could have. The Jaguars got that guy, Ezra Cleveland. I wish we yes, could have Yes, I talked about him, yep. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's that's one guy that, you know, I wish we could have gotten. But, I, I, you know, we really don't have the draft. To, you know, we don't have the capital. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad Joe didn't bend the knee on that because we really don't have too much this year. And I don't know. And there's a plethora. This, this draft stock of offensive linemen is incredible. And there's a mm-hmm. few linebackers and some big, heavy nose tackles like that, that kid from Florida. Oh, my God. He's, he's mm-hmm. almost 400 pounds, and he's, he, can't, he just, just gobbles up runs, which mm-hmm. he desperately needs. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I'm glad we, we listen. Listen, there, there's some players, and we'll be talking about them as the, as the draft comes closer. We'll be talking about that. But there's some offensive linemen in this draft. Boy, that oh, yeah. are uh, – <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah, you know, this is the year that if you have some offensive line yeah. issues, there's definitely some guys that are going to be able to help you there, and we have those issues. Uh, I'm right there with you, Rusty. Listen, I, there's a lot of Jets fans I, I went back and forth with that were just absolutely beside themselves that we didn't actually end up with somebody. And it was just like, you know, we're, we're tight here. There's, You know, you can't really – of course, yeah. we know that, that that second rounder is all but gone, right? Because Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, is is, well, is down right now with that Achilles, and we'll see. But man, we yeah, we've got to continue to build trade, right? Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, was just either the first or the second or something like that. Yeah, it was he, yeah, it was. Either, I think he had to play like a sixty more than sixty five percent of the snaps to grab yeah. the first rounder. Now again, okay, I'm, I'm going to put this out there for all the stat nerds that are going to hit me up in my gen, in my uh, in my DMs. Well, Joe, that's he could come back and play mathematically. It's not impossible. Okay, look, mathematically it's not impossible, but let's be serious. All right, it's not like certified right now because he could come back next week for all we know, right? Which isn't going to happen. But he's Ooh, got Rogers, that short Achilles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's possible, man. But I hope it's not rushed. Here we go. You know. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, because I see this stuff, and I'm one of those crazy weirdos, and I'm like, yeah, stem cells, inject it, put like 900 yeah. million of them in, you know? <laughs> All that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, fly to Panama, get the real stuff. It's crazy. Listen, but. I I, I want to see Aaron Rodgers come back next year. I don't want them rushing him back. I know that he is working his tail off to come back, yeah. and he's definitely excelled in all that stuff, but again, he's that's you know, crazy. I think he's 38 crazy, or 39, almost 40, right? I want to make sure he's, he's almost 5,000. Yeah, 39. But he, I want to yeah. make sure he's 5,000% before he's back on the field. There's no rush to have him oh, back yeah. on the field this year. I don't, I don't necessarily want that to happen. I feel like the Jets are, are playing with fire if they were to do that, to put him out on yeah, the field. This this is the year I just, of that's just the way that I feel. Yeah, that, I just the way I feel. So, look, I'm again – uh, you, you know, after after that trade, because, again, that second rounder is gone at this point, um, you know, I, I think that we need to keep the capital as we as we talking about, you know, a lot of people being upset that we didn't make a move or a trade. Now, you talk about uh, Cleveland. He, that was a good pickup. 
uh, for that other team. But as we continue to have these discussions, man, there's also been some rumors about Corey Davis unretiring to join the Jets. What are your thoughts about those rumors floating around, man? Uh, boxing gloves Lazard with Brickhan Corey coming back. I mean, <laughs> oh, people forget. Did people forget? Like, come on. Like, I love oh, things that, you know, like the unfortunate <laughs> retirement. But I'm real. You know, let's keep it real. Like, I was, you know, I don't want to see him go out that way. But, oh, God. I don't know. Maybe he, I, I can't even make a joke because the guy retired. I don't even know what he retired about, so I don't want to be too bad or evil. But, Rusty, be, yeah, be careful, Rusty. Be careful. Maybe you got be some careful. Hands. Listen, I, listen. <laughs> I think it's, I, I think it's interesting. I've, I've heard these. It's, again, than it's a rumor. Yeah, it's a rumor swirling around. I think it's interesting, uh, but we'll see what happens if we continue coming. Honestly, I would welcome him back. I think he'd be a nice, you know, nice to reinvite him back into, you know, this Jets fold. And I think he would be welcome within this wide receiver core, especially when we look at some of the issues that the Jets are having. Listen, Garrett Wilson is, even in against the Giants, had 100 yards. He's looking phenomenal. But there have been struggles with the wide receivers getting open. And that's why, again, there's rumors about them looking at Devontae Adams and Mike Evans. I think that says a little something. Yeah, that, that says a little something about what's going on here at wide receiver. Like, hey, we need to get some guys – that can help out a bit more, okay? You know, I'm just saying that that's, that's been a factor here. Guys aren't getting open. You know, we saw, we saw that at the end of the Eagles game, right? There was a oh, – Garrett yeah. Wilson went down with an injury, and next thing you know, nobody's getting open. And it's like, hey, guys got to get open for Zach to throw you the football. Now, as we continue to talk about this, right, the New York Jets m- matching up with the, uh, the Chargers here, man. Are Give me your thoughts. Okay. I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to you about this Jets. Go, go ahead. Oh, oh, my bad. I, I just real quick question. I didn't mean to cut you off. Are, are we still paying Corey or for this last season, or is he just not getting paid? I'm not. I'm not sure how the financial stuff works out for them. I, I think they they still have to pay like a certain amount, or it may be agreed between them. I can't remember uh, how it works when you, like when they retire like that quickly this season. I think it's worked uh, out. Um, so, but oh, again, cool I, I don't know that, right? that's just no. completely. I have yeah. nothing against his character. But, it's just a cinder block hand sometimes. Drives me crazy. No, I can. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> and he can't <laughs> jump over a terrible. jump rope sometimes. It's nuts. You know, it's nuts. Give me your thoughts. Sometimes. Give me your thoughts about. <laughs> give me your thoughts about the concerns on the Jets' offense as we go in to match up against this Chargers defense that have tons of pass rushers, man. I mean, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Brown over there. That can't happen. You know, like. Yeah. You can't just mess with the line like that. It's already got, you know, the the heck knocked out of it and sales knocked out of him, which and the guys stepped up. And plus, you know, the Raging Cajun, he ain't bad at all. I like Max Mitchell. You know, you just play him more. Let him get used to stuff. He was doing good before he had to go out with all the, the blood clots and everything last year. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I just think that we should have um, him as backup. You know, keep Brown as backup okay. for left tackle, God forbid. And uh, just keep it moving in that that way, and just pray for the best, yeah. you know. And then what? Saffold can't expect him to come right in immediately. So have, yeah, you know. Hopefully we can yeah, get him back it's gonna to be, Tennessee ways. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they, who's going to be out there because again, if we're keeping Makai at left, uh, that center position, I'm thinking Newman is probably going to stay there. There's been talks about, you know, Lake and Tomlinson who didn't practice today. 
you know, what's going on with him. I'm hoping he's able to play. If he's not, you're going to have a hole there at left guard and then right guard, who I think is probably going to be Billy Turner. Uh, Brown, Dwayne Brown, I don't know. Dwayne Brown can't play anything but left tackle. That's unbelievable. He can't can't play over, like, literally two feet. Like, come on, dude. Like, you're in the NFL and you can't do that? (laughs) I don't know. That's crazy to me. That blows my mind. A lot of people don't. Well, Makai's jumping all over an AVT. Forget there, about there's, it. Sorry. You know, there's a lot of lot of positions along the offensive line, but you know, guys can only play certain things. You can only play left tackle. We'll probably see Chris Glazer at some point if Tomlinson doesn't play. Maybe Chris Glazer sl- slides over there, but Billy Turner probably going to stick at right guard again, depending on what happens with Joe Tipman. Hopefully he's, you know, going to be able to play, but we'll see. There's so many things moving and shaking along this line. We might even see Carter Warren in there at some point, right? It's just – it's crazy, yeah. but we've got to make sure that we protect Zach Wilson as paramount. Now, my last question for you, Rusty, before I let you go, how concerned are you about Justin Herbert going into this game? Do you think the Jets' pass rush will be able to get after him? I sure as heck hope so, you know. It's, it's bad – like, we really – I mean – really couldn't tell because we were just getting unbelievable. I don't know. We were just getting knocked around by the run game. You know, as everybody and you were saying, too, it's just like this is how you beat the Jets, basically. And if you can throw the ball and you can throw in passes, that's what concerns me about the Chargers, man, you know? And, you know, if you just run the ball on us, what are you going to, you know? Those darn screens are coming back. And, uh, accurate, but if we can shake them up and razzle them, I hope that's what we can do. We can jump on top of them, hopefully quick, and get them yeah. into a freaked-out position to where they just got to be in throw mode. That's what I hope we can do, but I'm nervous about it, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Chargers are weird uh, like that. They don't... They, just, they'll be good against good teams sometimes, good defenses. It's mm-hmm. weird. They have a quarterback yeah. that can do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, Herbert is serious business. We have to get all over him immediately. We must immediately. Now, before I let you go, Rusty, give me your final score prediction. Jets, Chargers, Monday night, lights are going to be bright at MetLife. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? I don't know, man. I think it's the Chargers probably, and it stinks to even say it. I can't believe I'm saying it. Yeah, something weird. Okay, what's the score? I I hope I'm completely wrong, though. What's the score, know, Rusty? Like nineteen seventeen. Ooh, nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that myself. Yeah, it's thanks. It's just like it makes me nervous, man. Yeah, you stepped out. Listen, Rusty, I got to slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely. Salute Joe, salute Jadis. Let's go Jets, and I hope I'm wrong. That's what I'm talking about. I hope so, too, man. I hope so. Listen, Rusty calling him with some fire. He's the first person tonight to take the Chargers. He's the first person. He didn't run. He didn't run. He stuck his chest out, all right, and said, listen, I'm taking the Chargers. I think they beat the Jets. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. I'm here for all takes and opinions. I'm all about it. Salutes and respect to Rusty. Next. We're going to Dwayne. Dwayne will come to you. Shogun, new callers will come to you in a second. We're going to Dwayne, but for those of you that do not know, man, Dwayne, he's a savage. Savage. 
listen, Dwayne. Salutes, man. Good to speak with you. There's been a lot of things going on surrounding the Jets' offensive line. The Jets signed Roger Saffold. You got Dwayne Brown back into the fold coming off of IR. When you look at that situation, man, what are your thoughts on the Jets' offensive line, man? How would you handle Dwayne Brown at this point? Does he immediately get the starting left tackle spot back? Um, damn. I, it's so, sorry. It's so hard to, to do that. It's, it's so hard to talk about it mm-hmm. because Robert Sala is going to make me mad. That's, that's why it's so hard to talk about it because <laughs> to even Why? Why is he going to make you mad, man? Like, this was the beginning of our problems. Like, we can't even have a clear, like, I don't know if you watch sports talk shows. No one has a clear, decisive opinion of Zach uh-huh. Wilson. I'm not saying everybody agrees, but the reason yeah. is because they keep putting him behind some of the worst offensive personnel decisions, especially at the offensive line. <laughs> So if they're gonna, if Dwayne Brown was the start of our problems, you know what I'm saying? When he left, when Makai went to the left, and we got AVT to the right, that's when it started to look good. And when you really think about it, his best game versus the Chiefs, that was also our best offensive line, right? Mm. What a coincidence, right? The kid mm. that came and made himself a second round pick, I mean a second overall pick. Second pick in because the first his round. offensive line was so good. His, quarter, his wide receivers may not have been great, but his offensive line was really good. That's what he needs to succeed, and you're going to start it all over again. Listen, mm. if you're going to if you're going to suck on the left side, you might as well suck <laughs> on the right side. You might as well. At least it's not the blind side. You know he's going to suck on the left side. He came into the season trash on the left side, and now he got injured coming back, and we expect him to be better? Come on. Well, okay, listen, Dwayne, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. There's been a lot of talk about Dwayne Brown coming back. He's gotten that shoulder worked on. He's saying it feels better. You know, he has a bit more, you know, mobility within it. And he also kicked himself, you know, saying, hey, maybe he rushed himself back, came back too early from the injury the last time with the putt. Now, I'll say this. I, for one, okay, as I come off of the advocacy there, I, for one, would like to see Beckton stay on the left side because we've seen that he's pretty much back in really solid form. He's been able to put some things together. Another thing that you have to worry about is when you shake up the offensive line, again, you're shaking up the continuity once again to this offensive line. We're already going to have issues primarily in the interior of the line why shake it up on the outside? We know that Dwayne Brown cannot play right tackle. At least he hasn't to this point in his career. And I think, and you talked about this just a second ago, the beginning of the problems was starting him at left tackle. And that's why I said all offseason that just automatically making this guy a left tackle, you know, the starting left tackle after being out on the pup and not coming back until basically, you know, a couple of days before the Giants game, wasn't a good idea, and that Becton should have stayed there at left tackle. So I'm thinking we should keep Becton at left tackle. We should put Max Mitchell at right tackle. The interior we got to figure out because we got some days before the game. We know that Tipman's back at practice. There's been some talk about um, Lakin Thomason, you know, not practicing as well. We got to figure out what's going on with center. 
the center position. Newman might be the guy there. We could see Billy Turner uh, at right guard. But we've got to stop moving guys around so much. And it, what's crazy is Sella even talked about that too. But then he's also talked about putting the best five offensive linemen out there. And he was asked recently, and Dwayne Brown was the name that he said was in the best five. So the message is confusing. <laughs> I don't know what we're oh, going to do God. here. but <laughs> Listen. Joe, if you let's, let's use a let's use a let's use a a, a an example, right? just a story, ahead, or something that could happen, right? Let's Go say ahead. you say, listen, hey Dwayne, we um we about to set, surprise my grandma for her birthday. I just need you to drive my car and go pick her up and bring her to to the house. And I say, but I can't drive. Would you say, well, can you drive stick shift? No, Joe. I can't drive stick. Why would I? If I can't drive, why would I be able to drive stick shift? That's even worse. If you can't play left tackle, then go to the right. At least you're not. It's not a de- as much of a detrimental position. You're going to tell him to play the one of the hardest positions on the on, on the offensive line. No, put him at center. I don't care. Just not left tackle. This is ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you what. If, if if you really want to see Dwayne struggle, especially at this point in his career, you put him at right tackle, coming off of that, that shoulder situation, coming off of IR against Joey Bosa. <laughs> First time you've ever played right tackle in your career in the NFL against Bosa, Khalil Mack, and Fox. That's a, that's a great way to set him up for a, a bad spot. I don't think, I, I me personally, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think I know Jets fans are screaming, Joe, just moving the right tackle. Move Dwayne Brown the right tackle. I don't think that they'll do that. I don't. And honestly, I think that was the biggest part of him being given the left tackle position this past offseason. I think it's because the Jets coaches know, bro, you can't put him at right tackle. He's never played that. And they even talked about how the one of the big things about putting Makai on that right side was he's young enough, he's athletic enough, he's talented enough to go play right tackle. He's talented enough to do that. That's why we're doing it. There's a message there. There's a message there. But we know that there's concern. Now, we're talking about protecting Zach Wilson. What are your expectations from Zach Wilson in this football game? We know that the Chargers have they've got a a very tough defense, man, a very tough defense. What do you expect out of him? Do you think he'll be able to make plays? Do you think they'll be able to move the chains and actually, you know, convert third downs? Um, I think it's hard to tell with him because you you see some highlights and then you see – you basically see it at the end of the game. So I think it's going to be a very similar situation. I think he's going to struggle through most of the game and then um, – mm-hmm maybe towards the end, start to play a little bit better, especially if they're close. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to close out this running game pretty quickly. They're good at running defense. But mm-hmm. I would still go to the run early. Go to the run early as quick as possible to, so you can at least get yeah. that established. And then yes. you can do some mix-ups and confuse their defense a little bit. They should not, I hope they don't come out and just, you know, destroy, you know, end the run quick because they're not getting a lot of success. And I think mm-hmm. if they can, if he can focus on, no offense to the rest, but if he can focus on getting passes to uh, Brees 
and Garrett, I mean, just focus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have to be. You don't have to stare him down. Just focus on it. I think you can get him over two hundred yards. You know what mm. I'm saying? So um, we see a lot of games where he tries to give people the benefit of the doubt. His tight ends do get open sometimes, but he tries to give people the benefit of the doubt and and go mm-hmm. to Garrett after the uh, the progress. You know, but usually Garrett gets open pretty quickly, and it's too late by the time he gets there. So focus on Garrett. And Brees, you can get over 200 yards. You get over 200 yards if mm-hmm. this defense isn't hampered too much by Al Woods going down, then this mm-hmm. is a win. Mm-hmm. If they're too hampered, I'm talking about the linebackers behind behind them. Mm-hmm. If this, um, they're not too hampered by that, the defense is going to play well. Um, I don't know with uh, man, what is their what is their wide receiver's name? I keep I was playing them against them against Madden today. Um, what's the Chargers? The Chargers wide receiver. receiver? Yeah, Keenan um, Allen. Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen, and that's what I that's what I don't like too, man. Um, I like I like DJ Reed, but his issue is just he's too small, man. And I think they're just gonna yeah. put Keenan on on DJ Reed all day. Maybe yeah. mix him up, put him and, in the slide. It's yeah. Carter. It's gonna be all day with that. And he's not gonna see Brees too much, and that's how they're gonna play play well. Yeah, you know you know what's crazy is when you talk about the Jets defense. Um, I'm, I'm hearing a little little. Uh, uh, feedback from you there, Dwayne. Uh, I don't know if you got a headset or what's going on. Uh, but when you look at the situation, right, you talk about the Chargers wide receivers. Um, that's one thing that I, I brought up as well is how big their wide receivers always are. You talk about Keaton Allen. He's a he's a pretty big guy. But then you also got, there's a guy, uh, I think his name is Quinnen Johnston. Uh, uh, he's also... Yeah, he's also he's like six four. Like the Chargers always have big wide receivers, so that's going to be something that's going to play into it as well because they like to play that, throw it up, and have them go get it. You know, and that's going to be big in the red zone too. So I think that I think that DJ Reed's going to be all right. You know, he's he's a solid corner in this league, but Keenan Allen is a veteran's veteran, and this guy still and this, he's been doing it so long in this league. It's crazy. Um, we, he's also a guy that we've got to be very concerned with on the Chargers offense. So my final question for you, I'm concerned about Austin Eckler as well, uh, you know, matching up here with our defense. I think this guy is quick. He can get it done. He can, you know, of course he can run with the ball, but especially coming out the backfield with the with the uh, the route running, you know, him being able to come out the backfield and catch the football I think is amazing. Give me your thoughts about him and how concerned are you with him facing up against this Jets defense? Uh, now, now that Al Woods is down, I'm concerned. I wasn't, con- I wouldn't have been concerned otherwise because Al Woods has been putting in a lot of work. Um, he's been doing really yep. well for his offense. We also called up like Tenzil Smart. I think Tenzil Smart to be able to feel. Uh, listen, Al Woods was phenomenal, but I think Tenzil is going to be able to really put some things together too. And especially, we still got Q. We still got you know guys like Solomon Thomas. We still got some guys that are still going to be able to make some plays up front defensively for us from that that tackle spot. But go ahead, continue. No, no, it's just that Al Woods played a particular two-gap that I really liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. no, kind I of allowed – I think he allowed a lot of people to do a lot of different things. Um, that's just mm-hmm. what I think. Cause, you know, that's how usually two-gap goes. You know, Ray Lewis spoke about it in the past. With, I forgot who mm-hmm. his nose tackle was, but he had this huge nose tackle. Tony Saragusa. Saragusa, and then I think Villa. Tony Saragusa. Um, Say it again? Yeah, he, he – 
I think he had a uh, guy, a uh, uh, Samoan guy at the end, um, via. Uh, I know, like I know. Um, it's not stars too lately. I know exactly. Um, it's yeah. right on the tip of my tongue. I know exactly who you're talking about, though. I can't, I can't yeah. get the name out, but I know exactly. Yeah, he was phenomenal too. He's actually a really good uh, defensive lineman in this league. He was phenomenal. But go, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so with that said, I want to see if Quincy. I think this is going to be a big game for Quincy. Like, I don't. A lot of people don't really think about it like that. They say they say, you know, we got to prove it with the wide, with the wide receiver, or this quarterback, or this cornerback, right? I think this is a big game for Quincy. Um, they got good tight ends. They got good a good running back. I think Quincy is going to be a pretty decisive figure in this game if he can still do what he does. He's going to change because, you know, a lot of teams, I'm not saying this team has to do that. A lot of teams kind of neglect passing to the receivers on this team. Um, And then they go to the tight ends and and they want to go to the running game or the Mm -hmm. running backs. Quincy might be a a really big, decisive figure. He just got offensive, I mean, um, defensive player of the the month for the AFC. I think think it's time to really establish himself right now. make that Pro Bowl run. I think if he plays good this game, and I'm not saying it's a long season, I get it, but if he plays good this game without Al Woods and against this offense, I'll lock him mm-hmm. up for, for Pro Bowl. I, 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 you know, mm. It's a long season, but I'd pretty much lock him up. So um, yeah, I mean, Quint- that's all I'm worried about, Quint- these small receivers, these small corners, and, and, and the, the defense without Al Woods. That's what I'm worried yeah. about. Yeah, listen, Quincy has been phenomenal. I'd love to see him in the yeah. Pro Bowl. And that, that nose tackle, I had to make sure. I looked it up. Haloti Nada. That's who Haloti it was. Nada, Haloti Nada, yes. Phenomenal. Yes, yes, phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> yes, was, absolutely. That dude was blowing everything up in front of him. That guy okay, was that a three gap. Tell you something. Not even two gaps. Woo! He was a three gap. <laughs> he was every gap. He was every gap. <laughs> he was Huge every dude, gap. Man. There was no way you were getting away from him, okay? Let me tell you something. Haloti Nada, even Tony Saragusa in his day. Woo! Tony yeah. was just – either way. Okay, before I let you go, uh, DeWitt, yeah. give me your final score prediction. Jets, Chargers, Monday night. All right, lights are going to be bright at MetLife. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? Uh, unfortunately, I think Zach is going to have to score, and I don't think he's in a okay. position to score right now. The whole mm. – I, I do not think Zach is a bad quarterback anymore. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the tragedy that's happening around him. I know it's too big of a mm. word. He's not a bad quarterback, but it's too much. Okay. Unless he has that, that idea to really, you know, Garrett really puts in some serious work, Breeze mm-hmm. puts in some serious work, if they can really form a triangle offense with them, then they'll win, but I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be 27-20 charges. Wow, twenty-seven, twenty Chargers. He says. Listen, Dwayne, we got another guy picking the Chargers. That's two tonight. Listen, Dwayne, it was phenomenal speaking with you. Next time of a show, I want to hear from you. All right. Yes, sir. I got you, Joe. See you next time. Yeah. Listen, you have yourself a good one. Listen, Dwayne, calling in, giving us his takes. I respect it. I respect it. That's two. That is two tonight saying Chargers, okay? It's very, very interesting. A lot of people talking about Zach Wilson, all right? I don't think he's trash. He's still moving forward. He's still building. I know there are some Jets fans that want to call him awful. I don't think he's awful. 
I don't think he's awful, okay? I think he's putting some things together, all right? But we'll see. It's a long season. We're still we're still rolling and bowling. But he's he's had some games where he's looked very special. That Kansas City Chiefs game, all right? Savages in the chat, please put your questions. We'll come to you all in a second. We're going to keep getting to these lines, 515-602-9639. Next! We're going to Shogun, man. We're going to Shogun, for those of you that do not know. For those of you that do not know, this man Shogun, he's a savage. Shogun salutes, man. It's good to speak to you. Man, give me your thoughts, man. This Jets offensive line is in the situation right now. How would you handle Dwayne Brown coming back? Does he get the automatic start at left tackle for you when he's ready? Joe, let me talk to you. So I would put Dwayne Brown at right tackle. I would give that a try because, listen, man, I don't want to move Makai Beckton off of left tackle. He's been playing so good mm-hmm. this entire season. Like, after mm-hmm. two years of being basically not playing, he's still playing at an elite level. Like, what are we doing, Salah? I like Salah, but you can't put Makai at right tackle. He doesn't like playing there. He'll play there and he'll do good but he's better as a left tackle. So I look at it. Mm. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Listen, a I shot. hear you. I'm just – I just – I don't know if Dwayne Brown is – I don't know if he can do that, man. Like, to be complete – and I've talked to Jets fans. I've been going back and forth with everybody tonight. Dwayne Brown is not a left – he's not a right tackle. Excuse me. He's not a right tackle. He's played left his entire career. But if you want to experiment, I don't know if this is the week to do that because – both of them you got a point. Coming to town. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Both You're right. Coming to town. I'm just saying, like you know, that's that's a, that's a tough task. And and this is something I talked about earlier. Billy Turner came out, okay, the, during the during the uh, the preseason, and they asked him, hey, what is it like moving from left tackle to right tackle? And he talked about how hard it is to get yourself situated when you're swinging there at tackle like that. It is tough. It's almost like you have to, again, you have to learn a completely new position, how you move, where you put your hands, you know, how you get out, how you block, completely different. And if you jack it up, oh, somebody else is going to get jacked up. So we'll see what happens going forward. You know, we'll see. But I, I, don't, I can't see the Jets doing that. If anything, I see Max Mitchell definitely stand on that right side. But we'll see. But when you look at the interior of the Jets' offensive line, how are you handling that, man? Are you keeping Newman there at center? Are you keeping Billy Turner at right guard? What are your thoughts, man, especially going up against this this Chargers front that we have here? It's like you said earlier. If Joe Tittman is not 100% or more, I wouldn't play him or I wouldn't give him mm-hmm. all the reps because, like, Joe Tittman's a fantastic player. I think we got, in my opinion, the best center in the draft. I know he hasn't been playing center, but he's been an absolute mm-hmm. dog up front, and that's what you just love to see from his offensive line. So I think mm-hmm. Joe Tittman's going to play on Monday. How healthy he is, that's to be determined. He is a fast healer. Looks like Salah's finally going to get an injury report right for once. But <laughs> I'd love to see Joe Tittman. Joe Tittman just got to heal up. When he's healthy, you put him out there. And yeah. I would really rather not Zach Wilson be in an empty backfield for all of Monday's game. You can't do it. Yeah. Not with this yeah. offense. Yeah. And I think that we're going to – the tight ends are definitely going to – yeah, tight end's definitely going to be out there to chip, and I think a big thing that's going to help Zach uh, is this protection period. I think we've got to run the football effectively, and that's my question for you. Do you think we'll see a better output from our running game than we saw in the last game against the Giants? 
I think better than we saw against the Giants because we'll have actual home field advantage this time. And yes, I think the home field advantage is going to play a factor into it. But I would try to get Brees to run to the outside because the interior mm. running into the interior of the Chargers front seven that's a recipe for disaster, especially after last week. The Giants were second worst at stopping the run, and they held Brees in check. Now, Brees still yes. had a touchdown from the, from the receiving touchdown because that's just Brees Hall for you. Stop him on the ground, he'll kill you through the air. That's just that's just how he is. Brees Hall is him, and that's con- been confirmed after last week. So I would try to just run him to the outside. I think that'll work better. Mm-hmm. He gets past that front seven of the Chargers. He's gone. See you later. Yeah. No, yeah. Listen, I hear you now. Well, as we continue to talk, and, and we're talking about Brees Hall and how important he is to the offense, which we know that, right? He's just like, but you you just talked about it, man. He's the engine. You know, he makes everything run. But there's another guy, man, Garrett Wilson, that has really been putting together a beautiful season so far. I mean, he's he's out there doing work. The last game against the Giants, he made so many freakish catches. It was crazy. But my concern is, like, what's going on with Alan Lazard? I feel like a lot of people are talking about him and aren't wondering, like, what's happening. I don't think he's had over 61 yards. Yeah, he hasn't had over 61 yards in any, one ga- any game so far. Hasn't had over 61 yards. And with Garrett getting so much attention, I'm wondering what's, what's happening. Why can't he get open? What are your thoughts about him so far, and do you think we'll see a big breakout performance from him against the Chargers? But with the way I look at Alan Lazard, he's not a bad player. He's not a great player. Like, Lazard, if he had Rodgers, obviously, the entire team would be better because of Aaron Rodgers, for all we know. And now with Lazard, he's not a game changer. Like, he could score if he get on the ball, but he's not like that game-changing wideout that Garrett Wilson is. And i got to say, Garrett Wilson is a stud. And that's not, mm-hmm. that's not some understatement now. Because I've been seeing some people on the media and the Internet saying Garrett Wilson's overrated. Like, what? What are we doing what? here? <laughs> overrated. That's crazy. Come on. It never yeah. had a real quarterback, and the guy was offensive rookie of the year last year, and yes, he deserved it. Don't call that mm-hmm. guy overrated. He's a great receiver. Just needs a real quarterback, and I'm not putting it all mm-hmm. on Zach Wilson. He's not horrible mm-hmm. anymore, but he's not Aaron Rodgers, and we know that. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, just not to this point, yeah. Seven catches. Seven catches, 100 yards last week against the Giants. Like, no touchdowns, mm-hmm. but he still put, was, in my opinion, he was our MVP for that game. Garrett Wilson, mm. just when he moves on the field, he moves like a viper. Like, he strikes you from anywhere, and he still, like, slithers all across the field and get, can get anything out of nothing. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, listen, he's, yeah, he's, that boy is a dog, man. I said it over and over again. Garrett Wilson is a dog. I mean, to have – a young guy like that putting so many great things together, and you see it, man. You see it. The the toe tap catch that he had going to the left side lines. This is unbelievable stuff by Garrett Wilson. Now, when you go over to the defensive side of the Jets, though, man, I'm a little concerned, man. Justin Herbert is the real deal. Do you think we'll be able to get pressure on him, man? And if so, how many sacks are you expecting this Jets defense to have? <laughs> they said. They they said Pat Mahomes was the real deal. They said Josh mm-hmm. Allen was the real deal. They said Jalen Hurts was the real deal. And we smashed all of them. We smashed mm. all of them because our defense is like that. Now, yeah, Justin mm. Herbert is that guy. He's good. He's basically, um, yeah, he is. he's him. I don't know if I would call him him just yet, actually, because of all the playoff chokes that he's had. But that's more of a coaching mm-hmm. issue. 
and I'll get into the coaching into a second, but to answer your mm-hmm. question, what Justin Herbert can do on the field, it's magical when you watch. He's such a good player, and he's a great player. He's a top-five quarterback, but here's the thing. The way I look at it, even without Al Woods, he, Justin Herbert's just next on the menu for this Jets defense to eat up. Mm. Like, that's just that's what it is. Unless your name is Dak Prescott, who had the ball for 45 minutes out of 60 total in week two, and he didn't even do that great, then you're just you're gonna get you're gonna get ripped apart by the Jets defensive team. That's just what happens to you. You're a quarterback. You play the Jets defense. You go through hell. Now, okay, with Justin Herbert, you got to get after him, and I think. We are going to have a good day, a good night, actually. I think we'll get to Herbert three times. I think the loss of Al Woods mm-hmm. will definitely be um, be upsetting. But I want to see more Will McDonald. I know Carl Lawson was inactive last yes. week. Yes. But here's, yes. here's, something, here's something that I don't think many people noticed. I know Will McDonald, he's in a similar situation that Jermaine Johnson was last year. Very green, very raw, has to develop. And now Jermaine Johnson's a, a star. Will McDonald... Mm-hmm. In my opinion, from what I saw, he made a game-changing play. And, Joe, do you remember when Graham Gano missed that second field goal with 24 seconds left last week? Yeah, Will had jumped over. Yep, yep. Will jumped over, and he got in Graham Gano's face, and he nearly blocked mm-hmm. the kick. I personally, I really believe he had something to do with that missed kick. I know he didn't get a touch on it, but I think he might have thrown mm-hmm. Graham Gano off. Just slightly off enough to give Zach Wilson a chance. I, I really believe that he, Will McDonald, is one of the reasons why we won that game against the Giants, which was too close for comfort. But I yeah. think it wins a win. You move on. You don't apologize for it. So I'd love to yeah. see Will McDonald I mean, get a stack. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and I mean, even, even there's other things he's done this season that I think a lot of that goes unnoticed by a lot of people. There was a game I forgot what it was. I think it was the Denver Broncos game. I think it was uh, where he had spun inside. And he took one of the linemen with him, and that freed up one of our pass rushers to get after and sack the quarterback and cause cause some issues there. So he's he's made some plays this season that I think go unnoticed because it's not on the stat sheet. But again, as he continues to get utilized, and I'm, I want to see Sella utilize him a bit more, I think we'll see you know his talent because we saw it in the preseason. I mean, he's he's a freak athlete. He can bend, he can get around the edge. It is wild but it's going to take him a little bit of time to really gain his footing. I don't want to rush it because he's learning at his own pace and getting it together, and the coaching staff is going to continue to push him. But, man, when he is on the scene, bro, it's going to be crazy. Now, before I let you go, man, a lot of things moving and shaking. You talked about the coaching quickly. Give me your thoughts about the issues with penalties we saw from the Jets. Do you think that's something that will be an issue going forward? And then quickly give me your final score prediction for the Jets-Chargers game. I mean, no. Before last week against the Giants, we were one of the least penalized teams in the league, and I think that's going to stay for the most part. We got we were bad with penalties last week with against the Giants, but you saw mm-hmm. where Jermaine Johnson got that unnecessary roughness penalty, and sadly, I do agree with that call. I think that was unnecessary roughness, but it just goes to show Zach Wilson has to play just just a little bit better, and then we could be mm-hmm. a much better team because you know the margin for error for, with Zach Wilson as the quarterback is so slim. Like, if the defense makes yeah. one mistake, like, that's it. The Jets mm-hmm. lose. So, I got to see I gotta see better play out of Zach this week. I, I know he was – I'll say he was bad last week, but I'm going to mm-hmm. lean it more on the offensive play calling. And that's where I'll get into yeah. the coaching. 
And yeah. the coaching is I also mean, going to lead me into my final score prediction. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you mm-hmm. off. No, um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so the coaching is going to lead into my final score prediction around in the same few sentences. I think we can all agree that Robert Sala is a better coach than Brandon Staley. I think most people would agree with that. And mm-hmm. Sala, I think he's – I know he's the better coach. Now, what Nathaniel Hackett has to do on offense, he has to be a better play caller. He's got to set up more play mm-hmm. actions for Zach Wilson because the Chargers are not very good against the pass. And that's where I think Zach really thrives with the play action. I want to see more Ruckert. Get Xavier Gibson a few more sweeps. Get Brees Hall going. Like, these – Garrett Wilson, these guys need to get the ball in order to really move this offense down the field. We saw against Kansas mm-hmm. City what this offense is capable of. And Kansas City's got a good defense, a great pass defense, too. So mm-hmm. I think with, with Monday night's game, it's going to be electric again. We're going to have the home field advantage. We're coming off a three-game win streak. We haven't lost a game in over a month. So I'm going to – I'm not predicting, like, a great offensive performance. I think that mm-hmm. Justin Herbert's going to be – Justin Herbert's going to get his, but he's not going to get enough. And I think mm-hmm. the Jets are going to win with a weird score. I'm going to go with the Jets to win 19 to 14. 19 to 14. He's taking the Jets. All right. Listen, I got a slide off, Shogun. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. We're a little short on time, but I want to talk to everybody. Jack, we're going to come to you next, all right? We need to talk about these, these Raiders are, are, are going crazy. But first, we got to get to Tim, okay? For those of you that do not know Tim, he's a Hello. Listen, Tim. Salutes, Tim. Listen, a lot of things moving and shaking, right? We're a little short on time, so we have to move quick. The New York Jets mm-hmm. offensive line is looking uh, very all over the place. What, what is your level of concern going up against these Chargers and the pass rush that they bring to the table? Well, you know, I mean, I had a level of concern last week. I think everybody did. Um, yeah. it, I feel like the concern for the offensive line has been building for, you know, basically the last couple of weeks since Vera Tucker went out and we got some other injuries. Yep. Um, yep. They're gonna have they're gonna have to change the game plan. You know, they're either gonna have to figure out a way to kind of suck the Chargers into a, a blitz and get Brees Hall out in space and dump it off, or mm-hmm. they're gonna have to do maybe some screens, um, and some of those like middle posts that they were getting in that last game with like Alan Lazard and and, and Garrett Wilson. But mm-hmm. it's not going to it's not going to be easy going, and I'm not really sure. You know, it really does all go through that offensive line. Like if if you know if Zach doesn't have at least time to, uh, you know, go to the first guy and then progress to the second guy, even you know if he's already scrambling on the second progression, there's going to be problems. Um, yeah. So it, it's all going to come down to that, and I, I really don't know if our offensive line is going to be able to pull it together enough, you know, because they mm. have some solid guys on defense for mm. um, the Chargers. So, yeah. you know, definitely Bosa, definitely concern, you know. Listen, Tim, you're speaking facts. Bosa, Khalil Mack, these guys are not a game at all. And so the offensive mm-hmm. line has got to be up to snuff because if they're not, I'm telling you, this, this Chargers team is going to rip. They're going to try to decapitate Zach Wilson. I'm t- and Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Giants, he was yep. pressured heavily. He was pressured so heavily against the Giants. 
it was insane. And especially with the injuries that we have, you know, now we're dealing with going forward. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And like you said, the offensive game is going to play a big part. Now, before I let you go, mm-hmm. again, we're extremely short on time, Tim. And, you know, I love talking mm-hmm. to you. Give me your thoughts mm-hmm. about this Jets defense matching up. Uh, do you think we'll be able to get to Herbert? If so, how many sacks? And then quickly give me your final score prediction for the game. I, you know, I think we're going to be fine on defense like we always are. I mean, Quincy Williams is just amazing. I think he'll be able to mm-hmm. track Eckler out of the backfield if we have to. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm also not worried about the backfield either because, you know, look at the performance our, you know, four backups had in the, in the Eagles game. Um, mm. You know, we did amazing. So to have the mm-hmm. starters back, you know, I think we're going to be locked up there. They have a lot of weapons, but I think we'll be okay. And uh, as far as a score, um, you know, it all depends. Because like you said, if the Chargers go out for Zach Wilson's head, which they probably are because he's getting a lot of positive publicity recently, and everybody knows mm-hmm. if that goes down, this team is kind of effed. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna be aiming for him. And I think mm-hmm. the score, if he can get the ball out of his hands, is going to be uh, 22-17 Jets in overtime. All right. All right. Tim, i got to slide off because I'm short on time. But next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? All right. Thank you so yeah, much. Good. We're going to keep moving now. We're going to finish the show with Jack. I believe this is Jack calling in. Uh, this, this is Jack Kenneth. For those of you that do not know, he is a Raiders fan. The Raiders are firing everybody, okay? They fire everybody, and there's a lot of things moving and shaking. We're going directly to Jack, okay? For those of you that do not know Jack, he's a savage. <laughs> Jack, quickly, give me your your take on everything that has gone on with the Raiders in, in like, three minutes, no cursing. Go ahead and rant. It's hard oh, everybody. It, no rant. it is Christmas in Raider Nation. I mean, Santa came early, stuffed all the stockings, and Mark finally got it, and get rid of McGenius out of there and the GM out of there. So this is fantastic. It'll be super interesting when we get play you guys, you know, next week. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. everything's going to be changing, and it's like – and Devontae, you know, Devontae, you know, I, I'm, Mark had, you know, dinner with him. He's been talking to him for the last couple of weeks. So, like, when you're watching ESPN and everything else, you see him slamming his helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's had a part of this. So, I think I think he's finally happy that, you know, we got him out of there, and it's going to be exciting, and it's – I'm ready to turn a new leaf because the whole thing for the Raiders, you, you, when you got Jimmy G who can't throw deep, you got Brian mm-hmm. Hoyer who can't throw deep. That that <laughs> leaves your the defense like a great defense like your Jets team, sack in the yeah. box, eight guys in, yeah. and you know yeah. you can't run against that. So yeah. when you finally got like you know it was proven the one game that AOC, which is the Raiders rookie quarterback, he can mm-hmm. throw deep. It stretches the defense. It leaves more running lanes for Josh Jacobs. So it it opens things up for Devontae, and it's been proven. And I'm hoping your Jets just, you know, just wipe the you know, floor with the Chargers. And mm-hmm. I was talking to, like, you know, your, your brothers in the chat. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, the weird thing about the Chargers, normally their run defense is horrible. 
Mm-hmm. Run on them, run on them, run on them, which is your better strength. But this year, they're actually their DBs are doing worse. J.C. Jackson's mm-hmm. gone. And yep. they've actually a better run defense this year than they were last year, and their pass defense is worse this year than it was last year. So it's kind of flip-flop. And everyone's asking about, you know, Mack and Bosa. Yes, Mack is a threat. Man, he put yeah. six sacks on the Raiders. You know, yeah. and then both of as long as Beckham, you know, can can hold him down, you know, you double team, you put two guys and chip on Mac, and you guys can could could have success. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, listen, Jack, I'm gonna have to move on. Khalil Mack has tortured y'all ever since you let him go. Please give me your final score prediction, Jets Chargers, quickly, because I gotta wrap up. Oh my God, you're killing me on this. Uh, I'm gonna go low scoring <laughs> either, either way. I mean. I'm going to take a flip-flop, you know, something like 19, 16, 16, 19. I know I came at the end of the show. I'm sorry I had to hop off, take a phone call. But no, go I can see it going either direction. Oh, who are you taking, Jets, Chargers? Jets or Chargers? Well, I'm, hope, I'm hoping Jets. I'm, I'm rooting all for right, Jets. Let's I don't go. want the Chargers to win at all. Jack, i got to slide off because they, they, they hate on your boy. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. We're definitely going to discuss more of everything going on. Yeah, we need to talk Salute about this next week, you know, when we play each other. Yes. So that'll be fun. And, Jeff, Jeff fans, please salute and, you know, hit hit the likes and sub for our, our boy LBJ. Thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate you. Now, before I go, because, again, we're short on time, we literally have, like, a minute. We're going to get to – I believe this is Val, all right? For those of you that do not know Val, have Listen, Val, quickly give me your score prediction and, and give me a couple seconds. Literally, give me your score prediction and okay. give me your thoughts about what the Jets are going to do. Okay, 17-14, I got the Jets primetime game. I don't know what it is about this team. They actually play really good in the primetime. And what was yeah. the other question? Uh, just quickly, give me, give, me your thoughts about, uh, give me your thoughts about the defense as well. How do you think they're going to play? Oh, oh they're going to play outstanding. That's, they're going to be throwing it a lot. I see, I've seen a couple of their games. They don't really run the ball as much. They like to pass mm-hmm. the ball to the running back majority of the time. I think Quincy mm-hmm. and um, – um, C.J. Mosley is going to be on point, and I definitely believe this defense is going to be dominant. Hopefully the offense can match the energy, and then that's about it, man. Okay, listen, Val, thank you. He took the day. I got to slide off because they about to hate on your boy. I am taking the Jets as well to beat the Chargers 24-14. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well, okay, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I have a beer Tucker jersey on at all times. I'm also on YouTube as well, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, give the video a thumbs up. You want to troll me, get in the comments. And as always, people, when you see me in person, there's arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to interact with the show. Thank you for Renee Howard's theme coming on, uh, cfbnj.org. Get involved, all right? (laughs) 